everyone. Welcome to Her Journey podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I am your host. And today I am joined with Dylan, artist, performer, entrepreneur, and current student at Stanford University. So yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, So yes, my name is Dylan Nellis. I'm a current undergraduate at Stanford University, but right now I'm on a gap year. Um, I'm a visual artist and a performer, ranging in disciplines from traditional digital and experimental media to musical theater, dance, and singing, songwriting. Um, But I also am really passionate about making college application strategies more accessible for students. And so that's what I've been really working on in my gap year. So as a college consultant, I create a lot of educational content on YouTube. I work individually with students and I've launched my own comprehensive online college essay course, which if anyone's interested can find at collegeessayadvice.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. So you're obviously handling a lot of things right now. I mean, you're involved in art, music, YouTube, entrepreneurship, so much more. And so I'd really love to learn about kind of all those different aspects. So let's start off with your background in the arts. So can you tell me a little bit about the art related experiences or background that you have? Yeah. So for my visual arts background, I'll start with that. Um, I've kind of just been doing art all my life, I guess you could say. Um, As soon as I was able to use a computer, maybe around like five years old or something, um, my dad taught me Photoshop um, because he's a college professor who teaches digital imaging and motion graphics. Um, So he taught me Photoshop and making cool collages and animations and anything I could create, I I would. So throughout elementary and middle school, I created my own physical and digital drawings, designs, and animations in my free time. Um, I always carried around a sketchbook to doodle in throughout high school. I also designed t-shirts, tote bags, and other items that I tried to sell online, um, except only my grandma and a friend bought them. Um, But then I started getting really into portrait and fashion photography in eighth grade and throughout high school. I used photographers on Instagram for inspiration and practiced with my friends doing lots of fun photo shoots that I put together. And that soon became a business where I shot actors and dancers headshots throughout high school because I went to an arts high school in downtown Los Angeles. And I had a focus in visual arts. That was my quote unquote academy. So, and through that, I learned to better communicate my feelings through artistic expression, um, especially in drawing and mixed media and painting. So also in high school, I fell in love with graphic design. So I also taught myself graphic design using Photoshop. And then I used these skills to design posters for my school's shows and their yearbook covers. Yeah, so that's my background. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like um, art is definitely something where you can be really creative. And so, yeah, it's great that you're involved in all these different art forms. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks. And so you've um, kind of created like a lot of different art pieces and artwork. So um, is that I know you talked a little bit about having a business, but do you focus more on um, the business side of art and kind of selling it and things like that? Or do you focus more on it for kind of your own leisure time and things like that? Yeah, it's definitely more about my own, my own hobby. Um, Because Mm -hmm. I just love art (laughs) so much. Um, It, it allows me to 
express myself. You know, I mean, that's a cliche thing everyone says, but it's true. It allows me to be vulnerable and raw and free. Um, is, this is really apparent in my visual art pieces and my songs mostly because I really like taking the thoughts from my brain and representing them in a conceptual, visually or sonically aesthetic piece. I also just love to make cool things and be able to say, hey, I made a cool thing. Look at this cool thing I made. <laughs> it brings me a lot of happiness yeah. and pride. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you've created like not only um, college admissions and applications content on your YouTube channel, but also like some really artistic films and things like that. So where do you typically like get your ideas for um, creating these films? So maybe do you have like a specific film that um, you're proudest of creating? And can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so my favorite thing that I've ever created um, or made me the most proud was a dance short film that I made in my senior year of high school. And I've been wanting to create this film for all of high school, literally since freshman year I was planning this. I don't know why. It just like, it took me so long to actually do it because I had to learn the, the resources of like how I can actually make this happen and gather a team and, you know, really execute it. Um, And so where I gained inspiration from that is mainly, well, from several different places. I think I watched a lot of dance shows with my mom throughout middle and high school because she's a dancer and an actress, and she would take me to the Edge scholarship shows, which is basically our dance studio puts on a huge show every year. Um, Well, not anymore, I guess, with COVID, but... um, (laughs) they would put on a show and I would always go and watch these awesome pieces. And I just remember seeing this film on stage and they had dancers in front of the film and dancers in the film. And I just thought that was a really awesome way to mix media. And so while I didn't necessarily have my film shown with dancers in front of it, I wanted to just make a dance film, period. And so I've, I was also really inspired by this song, Paranoia, Ghosts, and Other Sounds by Sophia throughout high school. And I was also inspired by the dancers who were in my own high school. And there's this one guy who I was like, you, like, I want you in my film. And then <laughs> by the end of senior year, I was like, or not the, the end of senior year, just in senior year. I was like, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be just him and I'm the director. Like, I want to be in it too. I think that would be so cool. So then we did a whole duo and he choreographed it. I directed and I got another friend of mine to film it. And it was awesome. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And um, I know like typically these little short films that you make, while they are like pretty short in general, I know it takes a lot of time to create them. Mm-hmm. So on average, how long would you say you spend on each video? And I know it varies a lot, but um, do you kind of have like a general idea of how long you typically spend? Yeah. um, Well, first, let me ask a clarifying question. Are you specifically talking about like artistic videos, not like college (laughs) videos? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Like your artistic films and stuff. Right. So for that one, it took a couple months. Well, that's understandable because I had to do the entire rehearsal process of learning choreography. But usually for the other like mixed media stuff I have on my website and stuff, um, a lot of that was from college projects in my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And those took like 
two weeks, I would say, usually. Two weeks to one week. Yeah, that's usually how much time we have for projects like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, your films are really interesting. And I know you also like make music and songs. Yeah. And so um, can you tell me like a little bit about maybe the songs you've made in the past or any that you're working on right oh, now? Oh, yes, I would love to. So I'm <laughs> so excited. So I've never had a background in producing music or not really had a strong music background at all. I mean, I like sing and I've had singing lessons and I've done musical theater, but not really like pop stuff. Um, but I've always wanted to. It, it's literally been something I always wanted to do. I always have written songs just for fun as a kid. Um, and then this year, this gap year, I decided, you know what? I want to actually do this. I want to teach myself how to produce music. I want to record my own songs. And I want to create an indie pop EP of original songs. So that's what I'm working on. And it's been a huge learning experience um, because I haven't had this experience before. Um, but I will do everything that it takes to make it happen. So YouTube tutorials and TikTok have been very handy during this time. <laughs> And I'm making these songs on GarageBand and producing a lot of it with my phone even, which is mm -hmm. really cool that it's that accessible. And it sounds professional too. It's not like, oh, this tacky GarageBand song you made on your phone. Like, no, <laughs> it's like, yes, you can have these tools that are accessible, but you can also make really great stuff with it. And so I'm really proud of the stuff that I've been making. And, oh, I want to tell you a little bit about my album. So, or not album, the EP. Um, <laughs> So it's called Foreseeable Future. It's coming out hopefully within the next few months. I'm still working on the songs. Um, but it centers around this idea of technology and how technology changes the way we perceive ourselves and other people during this time, like this time specifically. So people always say about like this time, like, oh, we're living in this pandemic for the foreseeable future. You know, we never know when it's going to end. So it's almost about these times and how I'm feeling about these times but it's it's not so much like singing like oh I'm on zoom and <laughs> I had zoom meetings like it's not like that um it's a lot more personal in terms of the thoughts that go in in my mind and what I'm thinking about and how my perception of myself has changed during this time and relationship with other people too mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. So definitely looking forward to that coming. Yeah, out. but yeah, you, you've done a lot with these different forms of art, whether it's film, photography, um, graphic design, music theater, just all these different aspects to art. And so is there maybe like one or two out of all these different art forms that you typically focus on the most or are wanting to explore a bit more while in college or even in this gap year? Yeah, so a lot of high school was spent with traditional art, like drawing, painting, that kind of stuff, um, and musical theater, of course. Mm -hmm. But in college, I'm shifting towards less traditional mediums and more experimental and interdisciplinary work. And I know those words sound like so broad, like what does that even mean? And honestly, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that means too. So at Stanford, I am majoring in art practice and minoring in symbolic systems, which is like computer science mixed with psychology. So I'm interested in exploring new media art, human-computer interaction, and entrepreneurship. So it ranges 
in a lot of different things. But really what I'm trying to do is combine art and technology. And Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know what kind of career path this will lead me to, but I am trusting the process. So I actually have some things written on my wall right now that I'm looking at of like, oh, stuff that I can learn whenever I have time. Like there's UX, UI design, user interface design, um, illustrator, which I should really learn if I'm a graphic designer and I should not just be using Photoshop and Photoshop only. Um, And I want to explore Blender a bit more. Blender is a 3D program that I've had some experience in from my freshman year of college. And I'm hoping maybe I can make one of my music videos in Blender, like a 3D music video. I think that would be cool. Um, Web design and yeah. That's, that's pretty much like things I'm interested in learning. Oh, VR would be cool. I want to take a VR class when I'm at Stanford. So there's just a lot of things I want to explore. Yeah, that's awesome. That all sounds like really interesting. And um, yeah, that's awesome. And I know you kind of mentioned that you're on a gap year right now. And we talked a little bit about that before. But for those who are um, like, maybe they don't really know what that is and things like that. Can you kind of talk a little bit about what a gap year is and your experience with it and kind of the benefits of having that? <laughs> I, so I went to my freshman year of college at Stanford when things were normal. And then when mm-hmm. th- things weren't going to be normal anymore and they're not inviting anyone back at campus unless you have special circumstances and all classes are online. So it's very isolating. I did not want to do that. I did not want to do online classes, especially because I really wanted the Stanford experience when I go to college. You know, I only have four years, so I want it to be the best four years it can be with all the resources and opportunities and community available. So I decided I don't want to do this. So I'm going to take a gap year and I've loved my gap year. It's been great. It's so nice that I can just pause for once in my life because for like all of my life, it's like, go, 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 go. You're always in school. You're always thinking about a million things you have to do, all your responsibilities. But now it's like, I don't have those responsibilities anymore, but I create my own because there's so many things that I want to explore and I've always wanted to explore, but I never had the time to do that. And now I do. And that's been really fun. And so I spend most of my days, or actually every single day, (laughs) sitting at my computer in my bedroom, the bedroom that I've grown up in. And it's been nice also to be with my family. Um, But so when I work, I've been really focusing on the college app process right now, like helping other students with the college application process Mm -hmm. during this time, because I recognize that this is such a big need right now, especially in a pandemic when people don't have easy access to college counselors. I've heard students who are like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I only met with my college counselor once and she gave me zero advice. (laughs) Like that's a problem. (laughs) And I want to fix that. And I want to make the strategies towards getting into college way more accessible. So I've been putting out a lot of stuff online, making my course, working with students and editing essays almost every day. Luckily it's calmed down right now, but it's been a whole thing, but it's been really fun. And I also enjoy meeting new people over zoom too, even though I am alone in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. And 
yeah, like while we're kind of on the subject of um, your work with college applications and helping high school students through that process. I know you also run a YouTube channel and in addition to all like the artistic films that you have up on that channel, you also do a lot of college applications related content. So can you tell me a little bit about um, that channel and kind of what led you yeah, to start it? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, what I want to say is my channel is pretty much all college app content at this point. Um, and that's the, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I guess Dylan Ellis yeah, well, that's my name, but I created another YouTube channel recently, actually, where I'm going to transition all of my artistic stuff and my music stuff onto. Um, no one knows about it yet, but I'm going to start marketing it soon. Um, so just know that, like, there is a difference. There, there are going to be two different channels, but if you search my name, you will probably find both. So <laughs> for this college application channel, basically, I'm going to take a couple steps back to describe what happened two years ago. So two years ago, I applied to college or almost three years ago. No, two years ago. Okay. 2018, I applied to college. And in when I was applying to college, I noticed a lack of resources and guidance at my high school. And a lot of teachers and counselors told us like, oh, write your college essays. And I was like, okay, how? <laughs> but they like didn't explain how. And because I'm a very structured and organized person. So I want to know like, what goes in the first paragraph? What goes in the second paragraph? Like, what are all the points I need to hit in this essay? There must be a strategy to this. Why is no one telling me the strategy? And I did some research and found out, oh, I was so right. So even though I couldn't afford a private college consultant, I sought out numerous books, articles, and videos to educate myself on the ins and outs of the college application process. And I learned so much valuable information and college applications suddenly became invigorating. It was like a fun activity. It it challenged me to explore my own identity and convey it through stories. And I gained an awareness of the inner workings of my mind. I created a system for my mental health and was able to easily identify and communicate the qualities that made up who I was as a person. And I found that like so incredible. And I was like, everyone needs to know about this. Everyone needs to know how to do your college applications. Like it doesn't have to be such a stressful process, even though it was, it definitely was for me. But I think if I had known everything that I do now more ahead of time, then I wouldn't have had such a stressful process. So I implemented all these Mm -hmm. strategies into my college applications. And then I was accepted into eight out of the eight schools that I applied to, including Stanford, USC, UCLA, NYU, and several others. So then I decided, okay, I need to let this information out. So I started making YouTube videos. What's really funny is I only intended to make three videos. I was like, I'm going to make three videos and that's it. I'm not going to be one of those YouTubers. (laughs) And look what happened. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I mean, I saw the response. People were like actually learning a lot from it. And I was like, wait a minute. I have so much more that I can share. So let me keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And I love helping people. I love giving advice. So it it all worked out. Yeah. I I mean, I honestly like love watching those type of videos, like the ones that you're making about college applications or even like um, seeing those different strategies that you can use. 
And I actually remember, like, I think maybe a couple months ago, I actually stumbled across one of your own videos. And I think it was like super helpful. And I think in one of your videos, actually, or maybe a few of them, you mentioned that you don't really have to be extremely focused on just one topic or field, because I know a lot of people say, like, it's really important for there to be that spike in your college yeah. applications. But you mentioned like, um, in or it doesn't, you don't really have to have like just one main topic that you're repeatedly showing or doing in your college applications in order for a college to accept you. And instead, you can make connections between your various interests. So in your personal college application journey, and also maybe like the activities and extracurriculars that you did, were you able to also um, like make those connections between your various interests? So basically, the thing you were talking about is you definitely do not have to have to be super pointy or have a spike necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things can help. But I think what's important is having a through line, which is where things in your application connect and it it feels like a cohesive package kind of, even if you have a lot of different interests. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't show much depth as, or not depth, I guess, but like basically <laughs> if you are a computer science student, let's say that you're applying for computer science and everything in your application is related to computer science, like all your extracurriculars, all your essays talk about computer science, mm -hmm. like okay, great. Like, that's really cool that you have a passion. But as a person, you kind of need to have experience in other fields and have that understanding. And that's what makes, you know, a, a more whole person. And I think the admissions officers really admire that. So I'll talk about for my application. I didn't have a, one major focus. I mean, like, yeah, you could say art, but there's so many parts of art that like, how could you make that one thing necessarily? Because I had like visual art, performing arts. Um, I liked computer science as well. I wanted to do something with tech. I liked psychology. I liked education, entrepreneurship. So I, here's what I did. I put extracurriculars that related to my major towards the top or well, the ones that I had the most involvement in, the ones that were the most impressive, I thought I put those at the top of my list because the order of your extracurriculars actually does matter. And so I was really trying to center my whole application around art and tech because those were the majors I was, I was applying for, like ones that combined art and technology together. So in my extracurriculars, I focus a little bit less on my performing art involvements. Like I could have talked about, oh, this theater competition I did and blah, 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 and all these different shows I did, but I didn't. And that's not like I didn't leave all of it out. I just kind of grouped it all together in one activity called musical theater. And then I, in the description, I described like everything I did. So that was like one activity. Um, and so my common app essay that was about dealing with the challenges of taking care of my 90 year old grandpa with Alzheimer's and how it affected my relationship with him and how I intended to quote unquote fix these challenges. Um, so in the essay, I proposed an app that I had designed for seniors and their families to maintain cognitive health, access educational resources and organize important documents. So this app showcased my interest in tech and the fact that I designed the interface showcased my interest in art and design. And I also, to make this more cohesive, created a colored pencil drawing of my grandpa 
that I talked about in this essay and use it as one of my art portfolio pieces. And another way I made connections is through my supplemental essays. I made sure, I made sure to tie in my right brain creativity and my left brain analy analytics and like logical thinking. So for example, I wrote an essay about designing the yearbook cover for my school. So that was very much like an artistic um, side of me that I was showing, but I also incorporated math concepts as I described it. Um, I also showcased my self-reflection and like mindfulness side in another essay, which I wrote about journaling, but I wrapped the story I was telling around an embarrassing experience that happened in my musical theater class. So I was still tying in like the different activities that I had mentioned in my activity section so that both my essays and extracurriculars were clearly complementing each other. So yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think like a lot of people say you need to have one spike, but I definitely agree that um, it's important to showcase like all your different interests and things like that because um, it's just great to make those connections. And yeah, the way that you made yours, that's really interesting. And Thanks. I love that. So yeah. And um, yeah, you also kind of talked a little bit about um, how you have your own college essay course slash business. And so I'd love to know a little bit about that business and your process for like reviewing essays. Everything that is related to college applications that I've created can be found at collegeessayadvice.com. And that has my resources, my services, like everything. So I created a whole batch of free resources um, on a Google Drive folder where I just dumped a bunch of stuff that I found um, because I keep running in because I do a lot of research on this stuff. And sometimes I'll find like a whole PDF guide on extracurriculars or on writing an essay. And so I'll put those things or those resources inside there. I also have resources that my own college counselor gave me when I was applying to college. And I put those in there. I put my own resources in there um, attached to my videos. So that's a really awesome Google Drive, like a uh, resource hub for anyone who's interested. And I also have services. So I do a lot of essay editing and mentorship over Zoom. So those are two different services. You can just pay per essay. And I have like the breakdown on the website of the pricing based on word count. And so you can just pay per essay. It's not like a whole package deal or anything. Um, you just pay for what you want. And then if you want to meet with me over Zoom and you want to do it that way, we can do that as well. If you want to discuss your essay topic, if you want to structure your essay, I can totally help you with that as well. Um, I do like 30 minute sessions. It's pretty cool. This whole year I've gotten really good at it where I can just meet with someone on Zoom for 30 minutes and I've never met them before, never talked to them before. And all they have to do, if they already have an idea of what their common app essay is going to be about, they'll tell me about it and I will do this series of questioning where I just ask them more and more questions and get deeper and deeper. And I'm writing notes at the same time. And in those 30 minutes, I can literally craft the entire structure for their essay. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, it's like, wow. here's what you do, paragraph by paragraph, because I'm, I'm just so familiar with the structure at this point that it's pretty easy for me to hear a story and be like, okay, here's how you're going to convey it. Here's how you're going to write it. Here's how it's going to get across. Um, so that's really cool. 
And then the last thing, the biggest thing, which I think is the most helpful resource is my college essay course called The Ultimate Guide to Craft Your Story. It basically is an online course and an interactive workbook to help you develop, structure, and strategize a successful college essay. So I give the exact structure for a college essay. I walk you through step-by-step how to brainstorm for your essays, how to understand your own values and do some self-reflection because that's incredibly important. I think the entire college application process is really a journey towards self-discovery. It's not just, oh, write an essay, you know? Mm -hmm. So I take you through that process of understanding your own qualities and thinking about stories in your life that have been really impactful for you and then crafting that into an essay, putting it into a specific structure. And then I give so, so many tips on the whole writing process, giving storytelling strategies and like the commonly used phrases that you definitely want to avoid because I've read at this point almost 700 essays and or edited 700 (laughs) essays, read even more. Um, And so I clearly can pick out the phrases where I'm like, yeah, everyone says that. Everyone says that phrase. Like you don't want to say that or like that's super cliche or that's really general. That's really vague, but that's not specific to you at all. So like how can we make that more unique and more personal? And so I really help you get really specific with your essays. I am very nitty gritty in in the writing tips in my college essay course. And I think all of those things are so important and so helpful. And I'm actually hoping to release more college essay courses, hopefully this year, um, because that one's mainly focused on the Common App essay. But I think a lot of the strategies can be applied to most of the essays, like the supplementals and UCPIQs as well. But I would really like to create a college essay course for the Why Us essays. Like, why do you want to go to this college? Because I've learned a lot about that, a lot this whole year. And I really want to make an easy process for people to to be able to write an essay like that, a strong essay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that sounds really exciting, actually. Um, And that entire concept of being able to, like, have this one-on-one thing with whoever you're helping out with their college applications and really being able to help them tell their own stories, like, that's something super amazing and incredible that you're doing. And um, yeah, definitely. And I know you mentioned that you have done a lot of like essay reviewing and you've reviewed tons and tons of essays. So from all of these essays that you've reviewed, do you have like any really important or general advice that you feel is like really significant when you're writing your common app essay? Oof, yes. So I have a trillion tips and and like advice on college <laughs> essays and I could honestly talk for hours mm-hmm. and hours on that uh, stuff um which I do on my YouTube channel if people are interested um <laughs> but here's what I'll share with you today so basically storytelling in college essays is so important I feel like a lot of people overlook this a lot of people overlook storytelling and structure but this is not an Mm -hmm. academic paper. You are not stating a thesis and backing it up with evidence, nor are you flat out answering the prompt. That's super important too. A lot of people like to restate the prompt or just like immediately answer it. Like this was a really 
impactful experience in my life, like starting out your essay like that. Like, don't do that. You need to engage the reader. Get us emotionally invested. Use personal anecdotes. I'm all about those anecdotes. I love creating stories with those. Um, and get incredibly specific. Show your character arcs is also really important because the admissions officers really care about the values and the qualities that make up your identity. So you don't want to write general or vague sentences that sound like every other student. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's some great advice. And, um, and I know like you've gone through that entire college application process and you mentioned like you didn't really have as many resources as you wish you did like in the beginning. So what would you say is one big thing that you really wish you knew before you started that entire college application process or even like writing your essays? Um, and yeah, like even in the middle of that. Oh my process. goodness. One thing I, I kind of just want to say everything. I wish I knew <laughs> everything because I felt so lost. Um, I also just really quickly want to say that like, I know I talk a lot on my YouTube channel about what I did for my own college applications and my own essays and blah, blah, blah. But like, I wouldn't even say what I did is the perfect example of everything because I am still learning and I've learned so much in this year of just editing other people's essays and doing research on this whole thing and creating my course that I can look back at my college applications and be like, ew, like, why did I say that? Or, or that's not how I should have structured it. You know, there's a lot of different things in my writing. And I think, I think the why us essay is really where I could have been better. Um, because I, I am pretty proud of like the supplemental essays and the common up essay that I wrote, but when writing the why us essay, the like, why you want to go to this college essay, you have to be incredibly specific, incredibly specific. And there's a lot of things that you can do with it to make it stand out and be better. Like mm -hmm. I'll name one thing that I think is so important that a lot of students don't do, but the students who do do this, like it makes them stand out so much more is adding your own ideas, like of things that you would do, how you would contribute to the school. So it's not just, oh, I'm so excited about all these opportunities. I want to get involved in this, that, and that. It's like, great. Once you're involved, what are you going to do? Like, what are some projects you want to do? Maybe there's some research you want to do, or you have ideas for how you would market certain things or do funding for a club. Like, I don't know. I'm just spitting stuff out there. But if you have specific ideas already, I just think that's so cool. And admissions officers will really admire that and say, wow, like this person knows how they're going to just conquer the world once they're at my school. I should let them in. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That is a really great advice. And I, I'll probably be using yeah. that next year for sure. But um, yeah, that's so amazing. And um, like all the things that you're doing, you're doing so much. And I know that you have art and running your business and college applications and all these different things that you're working on. And so with everything going on, how have you been able to like manage your time so well, like whether it's in the past or everything you're doing right now. Yeah, so I'll talk about both the past and now because now is a little bit different. But back when I was doing mm -hmm. school, <laughs> um, yes, I had a lot of on my plate. I had 
a lot, lot, lot on my plate in high school and in college. So I get very organized with everything that I do because I just can't let everything sit in my brain. Like I have to write it down, have it somewhere. So Google Calendar is a staple. We all need Google Calendar. I block (laughs) out my day. I put in all my meetings when I'm I even block out like when I'm working on specific things. I did that a lot in college because time management in college was so hard, Um, especially because I had rehearsal Mm -hmm. almost every night in in my fall quarter for a musical that I was in. That was like from seven to 10 every night. So it's like, when do I do my homework? Oh, in the middle of the day in different time slots. So I block out like when Mm -hmm. I'm going to do certain things. Um, in my Google Calendar, but I also have a to-do list of things I need to do. And I used to use just the regular notes app, but now I'm using Notion and it's okay. Like mm-hmm. I like it. Some things I don't like, but it's fine. Um, it's a good organization tool. <laughs> I like their check boxes. So I just need things to be like written really quickly and just like, oh, jot this down. Like I need to do this. And so I have all my list of tasks and I also get super organized. This is what I really preach, especially on my YouTube channel with Microsoft OneNote, which is an awesome, awesome, awesome note-taking app. And this is where I organize everything in my life. Um, I take notes for my classes there and that it just helps everything so much and it's everything's in one place you can have notebooks when with each notebook you have different sections and each section you have different pages you can make things color-coded like it's very nice and pretty so i really like that um so that was organization and i think with organization comes time management because i can't manage my time unless i'm organized and i have it written down and i have planned out when i'm going to do what things and so that's pretty much how i navigated high school and college but now it's a little bit different because I'm really free in my in my schedule like I'm very flexible right now um I have meetings here and there but most of the time I'm just at home and I can just do whatever I want so sometimes that can turn into oh I'm lazy I'm not gonna do anything or I'll wake up super late which I do I still do wake up super late and go to bed super late but hey if I'm productive most of the time during the day and even in the night like I don't think it's a problem I'm still getting my eight or nine hours of sleep which is great um but I also want to make sure that like I'm not just meandering through my days which sometimes it feels like I am so this week actually I really try to get my stuff together, my life together. I was like, okay, here are my goals for the week. And here I'm, here's how I'm going to attain these goals. So I wrote it out on a little piece of paper. Um, sometimes I like writing on paper. Sometimes I like writing on the computer, mostly the computer, but for this, it felt better to just scribble it out. And then I planned my whole week, like literally blocking out the time in my Google calendar when I was going to work on what. And so then I have some sort of structure because I feel like I, it's nice to have that kind of structure when I'm living in such an unstructured life. <laughs> so that has been helpful for this week, especially, but it's also totally fine to not be structured um, and just have those days where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to see where the day takes me and I'm going to 
work on things that I feel like working on and I'm inspired to work on that day. That's okay too. I think it's nice to have a blend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, while we're kind of on that topic of you in your gap year, I know like right now you are working on a lot of different projects, but like while you were attending college and um, kind of working on everything like at the campus at Stanford or just taking those classes, um, despite getting into so many schools, what was your favorite part about choosing Stanford as your university? I At first, when I was applying to college, I really wanted to go to USC or Stanford. Um, Stanford seemed kind of unattainable. I feel like, oh, you know, they have a 4% acceptance rate, blah, blah, blah. Like, only really, really smart robot kids go there. That was honestly my perception of Stanford. But it's since changed so much. So I initially wanted to go to USC for their arts, business, and technology program, um, the Jimmy Iovine and Young Academy. Mm -hmm. And so I'd always looked up to that program. I always thought like, that's where I want to go throughout high school. And I actually did end up getting in and getting into the USC. And so I thought I was going to go there. Um, But then I got into Stanford and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) What? Like I got into Stanford. That's kind of crazy. Okay. Um, So then it actually Mm-hmm. A lot of it came down to financial aid, which I think is what happens to a lot of students um, because USC did not give me as much money as Stanford did. Stanford was very, very generous. And so I kind of shifted my mindset to like, oh, okay, Stanford is more affordable for me and it's Stanford. Hello. Um, so I should probably do more research <laughs> into Stanford and see if this is like really the place that I want to go because I'd always had my mind on USC a little bit. And so when I applied to Stanford, I applied for the uh, Art Plus CS program. And that doesn't exist anymore. And I found out that they canceled the program like that year. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. Um, What am I going to major in? I did some research onto their majors, really dug deep into their classes and all the things that I could do, all their opportunities. And I discovered a lot. I discovered that there were so many opportunities and classes and things that I could do that did fit my interests. And that the art practice major wasn't just drawing, painting, that kind of stuff. Like they have a lot of experimental classes. They have, um, I've done like performing with digital media. I want to do VR classes or I've worked in Blender, a 3D program in the art department. And I think that's super cool. Plus, this is probably my favorite thing about Stanford is that you can take classes in whatever you want. You are not locked into any program at all. Mm -hmm. You don't have to declare a major until the end of your sophomore year. But even once you do declare, like, okay, you just need to complete the requirements for it. But all the other classes that you want to take to fill up your schedule, go for it. Um, I think it's different at places like USC, where if I had gone there, I would have been in this very strict program with a specific cohort of people, which would have been lovely also as well. Um, But I think there's like a little bit less freedom to just say, oh, I want to take this psychology class or I want to do a theater class, you know, just random stuff if you just want to take it for fun. It's a little bit harder, I feel like, but at Stanford, it's just like, okay, whatever. Like everyone takes whatever they want. 
So that's really great. Stanford encourages a lot of academic exploration and interdisciplinary studies. And another thing that I really like about Stanford and I've more, I've become more familiar with as I've actually gone to the school is their whole vibe. They're like very fun and goofy and there's a lot of like wickedly smart energy and creative energy just flowing around. And everyone has their own unique passions, which makes for some really interesting and great conversations. I think a lot of what really represents, I guess, this like fun and goofy vibe is their band, their marching band. If you look it up on the internet, they are nothing like normal marching bands. Um, they dress in costumes and they dance around and they're all colorful and silly. And a lot of people, I feel like maybe don't take it very seriously, like, oh, you're not a real marching band. But honestly, I think that's what makes the the community vibe and the, just the brightness, the colors, like the energy. It's just so fun. And that's what I really, really like about Stanford too, because it totally went against my previous conceptions. Like, oh, everyone's just smart and a robot and like nerdy and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like there are cool people who like to <laughs> have fun and be crazy and be extroverts. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. I think Stanford's like community, it's vibe, everything is very unique. So um, yeah, it's an incredible school. And yeah, well, I mean, this was such an incredible talk. And I appreciate you so much for coming over and just talking with me today. And so, so to kind of close out for today, do you have any advice for those anxious seniors who are still waiting for college decisions? <laughs> so decisions? if you have completed your applications, it's now time to just sit back and relax. Honestly, um, pat yourself on the back for completing the applications because that is a huge accomplishment in itself. And now try to focus on other things, which I know can be difficult. But I think that's the best thing to do at this point because it's not worth stressing over. It's not worth thinking about every second of the day because you have done all that you could do and now it's no longer in your control and that's okay. So continue to practice self-care, mm -hmm. get sleep, drink water, have your relaxation time and just know that even if you do get like rejected from a school, you can feel whatever you're feeling um, because that's really important to feel and remember that it's not about you personally. And this is not the end. <laughs> um, my drawing teacher told me this wonderful saying that the student makes the school. The school does not make the student. So wherever you do end up, your college experience will be what you make of it. Mm -hmm, definitely. That is some incredible advice for sure. And yeah, so to end, do you have any platforms that you wanted to shout out or anywhere my listeners can find you? But everything for my college applications stuff can be found <laughs> at collegeessayadvice.com. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's I'm Dylan, which is spelled I-M and then Dylan, D-Y-L-L-E-N. And so you can honestly just look up my name, Dylan Nellis, on the internet and find whatever you need to find, like my Spotify, you can find that once my music comes out or my YouTube channel, like it's all just hooked to my name. So you can pretty much find all of my resources based off of searching my name and you can find my art stuff as well too. So yeah, thank you so, so much.
Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on as a guest today. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you.